Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 232 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. The records we keep form an important part of understanding how our bees have performed and they can inform our judgement of the treatments we use throughout the beekeeping season. Veterinary medicine records are an important part of these, as are the authorised treatments we use. Listen in for a rundown of the current product list available to beekeepers. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. I'm delighted to say that our podcast is now sponsored in part by Simon the Beekeeper. Making beekeeping an affordable hobby for everyone, Simon the Beekeeper provides the best value beekeeping equipment possible, along with a super fast delivery service. The bees won't wait, so their customers don't have to either. Visit the website at www.simonthebeekeeper.co.uk. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast and the madness that is the UK's current weather continues. We ended the week with top daytime temperatures of over 20 degrees Celsius and although we have had some fairly heavy cloud bursts, it has for the most part been very mild with some warm autumn sunshine still allowing the bees to get out and forage what little remains for them. At the farm sites, our bees have actually managed once more to get a lucky break as they have sown ground cover plants here that include a range of flowering plants that the bees can get some nectar and pollen from. Inevitably, this means several feeders still contain sugar syrup, but I'll leave this on for a couple of more weeks to see if they can take it down. Once the weather does change into more cooler conditions, I'll take off the syrup and, if necessary, replace it with fondant. Although I don't have many colonies that are still really light when hefted, so I think we're pretty much ready for that change and have done what we can to ensure that the bees have sufficient stores in their brood boxes to see them through the quieter months of the beekeeping calendar. It is, in fact, a whole one month shorter now as we reach the end of October and head into November. That's one month closer to the start of the new season, and I continue to count the days away. It's always a fast turnaround. No sooner have we cleaned the hive tools and stored them ready for next season, than spring arrives and the cycle begins again. I'm still no nearer to having access to the grain store for storage, and now beginning to look seriously at alternatives. The plan is, if required, to focus on the equipment we're selling, that's the national and commercial kit, and instead of having plenty of room to spread it out and sort through at the grain store, I'll bring it back to Norwich bit by bit and get it organised here at the unit closer to home. Not ideal, but it just needs sorting before it starts becoming urgent and I run out of time. Once I've sorted that and moved it on to its new home, I can start the process of getting my own equipment in order and ready for the new season. We've had a final move of bees to their overwintering sites. It's always good to get the beehives into their winter apiaries, all closer to home, ready for the briefest of checks as we head towards the new year. That's a little hefting and some oxalic acid treatments, either late next month, November, or maybe into December. 
I always previously treated with oxalic acid between Christmas and the New Year, but recently I found colonies to be in a broodless state prior to Christmas, and that's what you need when treating with oxalic acid. Our own colonies, we gave a triple treatment last year, and that seemed to work really well, so I think we'll probably go down the same route this year, but I'll decide on that a bit closer to the time. That's one treatment once a week for three weeks. While I'm talking treatments, I got myself into some hot water this past couple of weeks. Well, maybe warm water, but uh, I used some out-of-date Mitaway quick strips. Take a look at my latest videos to see how this came about and for my explanation of why I did what I did. Here I think it's really important to explain for any beginner beekeepers listening that there are various rules and regulations set out for the treatment of honeybees and the government body that oversees honeybees treatments is the Veterinary Medicines Directorate. Now I could easily have waffled my way around what these rules and regulations are but I thought I would go through the details carefully specifically for beginner beekeepers and in order to do that I've taken as my point of reference the National Bee Unit's text straight from their website as it perfectly describes what we as beekeepers can expect from the VMD and what we should do when administering medicines and maintaining records for our bees. The primary concerns here are the welfare of our bees and the safety of food products produced by them that we all enjoy. So here's what the National Bee Unit currently have to say about veterinary medicines for bees. The Veterinary Medicines Directorate, the VMD, are an executive agency of the Department of Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, otherwise known as DEFRA. They promote animal health and welfare by assuring the safety, quality and efficacy of veterinary medicines and are responsible for monitoring and taking action on reports of bad effects from veterinary medicines, testing for residues of veterinary medicines or illegal substances in animals and animal products, assessing applications for and authorising companies to sell veterinary medicines in the UK, controlling how veterinary medicines are made and distributed, advising government ministers on developing veterinary medicines policy and putting it into action, and making, updating and enforcing UK legislation on veterinary medicines. Veterinary medicines and honeybees. It is the responsibility of the Veterinary Medicines Directorate, VMD, to authorise and control the market for all veterinary medicines in the UK. These medicinal products can be used safely. However, it is important that the manufacturer's instructions are followed to ensure that there are no detrimental effects to the colony and or the beekeeper. All authorised products have undergone a thorough scientific assessment of data to show that they meet statutory levels of quality, efficacy and safety to the user, bees, consumer of bee products and the environment. A list of the current UK authorised products can be found on the VMD's product database. Reporting side effects and product failures in bee products. Reporting of any adverse effects involving certified products used in bees, including product failure, is crucial to ensuring medicines on the market are safe and effective. You can report any problems with veterinary medicines online. Cascade. 
The Veterinary Medicines Regulations of 2013, VMR, allow beekeepers to apply for alternative authorised veterinary medicine products which are used to treat a different animal species for similar diseases or apply for an authorised medicine used to treat the same disease in the same animal species which is not available in the UK. Any beekeeper wishing to import a product will have to apply for a special import certificate, SIC, from a veterinary surgeon. Further information can be found on the VMD Cascade page, additionally from the 1st of January 2021, changes to the Cascade Explainer. Veterinary Medicines Regulations 2013 The Veterinary Medicines Regulations sets out legal text on the manufacture, authorisation, marketing, distribution and post-authorisation surveillance of veterinary medicines, Honeybees are classed as a food-producing animal and therefore beekeepers must comply with these regulations. Generic substances such as oxalic acid or self-made thymol solutions should not be used and beekeepers are liable for prosecution if traces are found during routine honey sampling. It is important to note that some products available on beekeepers' manufacturers' websites are not registered medicinal products and, although available, should not be administered to a colony. Medicine Record Card Beekeepers must keep documentation containing details of veterinary medicinal products administered in colonies for at least five years, irrespective of whether or not the colony concerned is no longer in the keeper's possession or has died during that period. When a veterinary medicinal product is bought, beekeepers must, at the time, record the name of the product and the batch number, the date of acquisition, the quantity acquired, and the name and address of the supplier. When administering the medicine, beekeepers must record on a medicine record card the name of the product, the date of administration, the quantity administered, the withdrawal period, and the identification of the animals treated. A beekeeper who disposes of any or the entire veterinary medicinal product other than by treating a colony must record the date of disposal, the quantity of product involved, and how and where it was disposed of. So those are the words from the National Bee Unit regarding veterinary medicines and what we should do as beekeepers to work within the regulations. They also have a useful generic medicines record card on their website that is easy and simple to use. And I'll pop a link in the podcast notes for you should you want to take a look. So what are the current authorised treatments available to beekeepers here in the UK? Well, the list has grown somewhat since I was a seasonal bee inspector. Here's what's currently listed as of the end of October 2022 and in no particular order of preference just as they are listed on the VMD website. I'll give you the name and the active substance or substances used in each product. Apibioxal, active substance, oxalic acid. Apigard, active substance, thymol. Apilifevar, active substances, camphorracimic, eucalyptus oil, menthol, levo, and thymol. Apistan, active substance, tau fluvalinate. Apivar, active substance, amitraz. Danis bienenvol, 
active substance oxalic acid dihydrate. Formic Pro, active substance formic acid. Mitoway Quick Strips, active substance formic acid. Oxuvar, active substance oxalic acid. OxyB, active substance oxalic acid dihydrate. Thymovar, active substance thymol. And finally, Varomed, active substances formic acid and oxalic acid dihydrate. So there it is. Unless my dyslexia has got the better of me and I've missed something or jumbled it up, that's the current list of authorised products and their respective active substances. And it's quite a list and no wonder beginner beekeepers sometimes get quite confused over what they should use and when they should use it and why. It's also interesting to think that the list of active substances is actually quite a short one. Bee health is so very important to us. Healthy bees give us less to worry about, less work in trying to get them back to good health when they're struggling, and ultimately, healthy bees produce more honey than poorly bees. Now that could be a priority for many of you, as it is for me. In amongst all of this, it's really important to say whatever product you use, if you use any of these at all, is that you look at the instructions for use and possibly the most important factor of all, the withdrawal period of the product. This part of the instruction will tell you if you can use it during a honey flow. For instance, Apistan states it has a withdrawal period of zero days for honey and clearly states do not use during a honey flow. Whereas although Mitaway Quick Strips also has a withdrawal period of zero days, its details about use during a honey flow is simply do not harvest honey during the seven day treatment period meaning that max can be used during a honey flow. Practically, this means if you find yourself in the spring or summer honey flow and discover your beehive has a critical level of varroa mites that needs treatment, it is possible to use max but not apistan. By reading the instructions and understanding how each of these products works, you can formulate a strategy for treating colonies with high levels of varroa at any time of the season. Well, I hope you found that useful for further detailed information about all of these products. And if you're unsure about anything, do check out the VMD website. And if in any doubt at all, give your regional bee inspector or the National Bee Unit a call. If you've not yet taken a look at our support groups, do check out my Facebook groups. For absolute beginners, we have Stuart's Beekeeping Basics. And if you're after a little more in-depth, intermediate and advanced conversation, check out Stuart's Beekeeping for All. We have lots of experienced beekeepers in both groups willing to offer help and advice to you if you've just started out on your beekeeping journey or if you need something a little more advanced. Don't forget to check out my website www.norfolk-honey.co.uk and for my latest videos and podcasts with more updates, tips and techniques it's the same Patreon page www.patreon.com forward slash Norfolk Honey. And remember, I'm Stuart Spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet. <laughs>